Good morning, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88. Right across Australia, positively, positively different radio, and you're with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, everyone, and good morning, Lyle. How yes, are you I'm uh, bright and cheery on this... Let me see, what's it looking like outside the studio? I can see the sun shining this morning, which is... For one. Just a little bit sad, because I was enjoying the rain. It, uh, do you know what? Yesterday, it bucketed. How much rain did we get in our rain gauge? 72 millimetres in my rain gauge. That is incredible. 72 millimetres for Allendale, so there you go. Anyway, we've got coming up a, an amazing program. What have, we got, what have we got in the rest of the program today, Mon? What are we talking about today? Oh, my goodness. We're actually doing a live interview, and I don't even know who with it, so it's even a surprise it's, for uh, me. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel will be here. Yes, Daniel. Daniel who? Um, Daniel Dan- Surprise Daniel? Daniel, Daniel Surprise Daniel. Not Daniel the Prophet, but um, <laughs> somebody else. That would be amazing <laughs> if we could interview Daniel the Prophet live on radio. <laughs> yeah, but, but <laughs> I have a suspicion it's not Daniel the Prophet, but uh, Daniel is coming in and I believe he's all the way from the United States, but I could be, we'll find out about we'll that. We'll tell by his accent. Okay, so we've got our uh, current affairs segment coming up, and I understand you've got some interesting stories that you're going to be sharing. Yes, I do, rather. Mm-hmm. Something about Russia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And an octopus. Are you talking about do an octopus you, this morning? I mean, I wasn't going to, but now that you've mentioned it, I think I'm going to have to talk about the octopus, aren't I? <laughs> okay, and I've got a great on this day story from the year 380. If you want to find out what significant event happened in the year 380 on this day, wow. you're going to have to stay tuned because it was pivotal for the history of Christianity. Then we have our encounter with God and we are studying through the life of... Saul slash Paul. Saul slash Paul. There you go. Um, I'm really so looking forward to getting to the name change. The slashy part right in the middle okay, there. Okay, we're getting to the slashy part today. I think we are. I think we're, yeah, I think we've reached yeah, the point where the Saul, point. yeah, tips into Paul. Okay, so it goes from his Hebrew it's name to his name. such a heartening story. Yeah. yeah. Yes. His God-given name. Yep. Okay, so then we have, of course, our, uh, our, our, our usual Love Matters with Neil Thompson. We have our quiz. What's our quiz question for today? Oh, la, la. Today is another Who Am I? Do you want the first clue? Yes. Oh, okay. First clue. Two of my wives were Hittite women named Judith and Basimath, I want to say that's how you pronounce it. Basimath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. I'll, I'll agree with anything you say. It's like I, base I and math put together in one word. Basimath. Judith and Bathmeth. Bathmeth. Those were the two wives of this Who Am I? Now, I know some Judas, but I've never met a I've never Bas- met a base math. Bathmeth. <laughs> yeah, I know a few Judas as but well. But maybe there's somebody out there. It's a nice name. So, there you go. Okay, so who was married to these two particular women? Uh, if you know the answer to that question, give us a call and you will be up for a prize. Our number is 1-800-324-843, which is also known as 1-800-FAITH-FM, or you can call us on 0491-064-669. No, you can't call us on that number. You can text us on 491 or you can shoot us a message on Facebook, and of course, we will give that quiz question to our amazing producers, and they will put it up on the Facebook page for you so you can review the question. We're going to listen to City of Light with Grace this morning. Yes. 
City Light with By Grace. We have uh, a couple of interesting uh, stories we're going to be talking about this morning, Mon. Mm. And uh, one of them being uh, a positively news story. And, and, and we have uh, this story coming out of Syria, which sounds yeah. like it could be positive. Do you and we know hope what? that it, it can incre- be so hard to find positive news stories in the world today, but sometimes. Particularly in Syria. Yeah. Do you know what? You, sometimes you have to go dig. And in the, in the wreckage of what we're doing to our world and what we're doing to each other, you do find little gleams of, mm. of human love to each other. So um, this is a, a small example of that so for those of you who don't know syria has been engaged in civil war for like the last six years the country's just being yeah, torn apart anybody doesn't know that <laughs> you never know millennials are out there you know <laughs> somebody's and, living under a rock yeah um and so syria syria is just a just a mess right now and i'm particularly concerned about the children um you know there was footage that came out of these children who were having trouble breathing because of the chlorine gas mm-hmm. bombs and it's just it's just a disaster terrific and, really um, horrific they've been trying to negotiate uh a ceasefire, thirty-day ceasefire, so that so that humans can that the people can leave and they can get out of the war zone because they're just there's just been no mercy given to the people who live in Syria. Mm. And um, so, if people want to fight, let them stay and fight. But yeah, but don't 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 exactly. kill everybody else in the process. Yeah, don't force it upon people who are just innocent bystanders. And so. Um, there's been sort of like a, a ceasefire agreement. Um, not quite what they were hoping for. They were hoping for the 30 days. But instead, Russia, because um, Russia is actually quite powerful in this war, mm. and they have uh, negotiated and they're doing a daily ceasefire. So in between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. They're, and they're opening up what they're calling a humanitarian, humanitarian corridor. 
Um, so it's a it's a section where people can safely move and get out of the country and escape. You know, which sounds good. And I, I, my the, my inner cynic is like, you know, how safe is that humanitarian corridor really? But but then again, every 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 person who is able to make that escape and to get out exactly, of there, we can yeah. you know praise God for that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good thing that uh, you know it's 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 a step in the right direction that Russia is making here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, basically, you know, if you were in that area at this particular time, you think, okay, you've got the whole of um, Russia and Iran and. Um, the Syrian government about to land on top of your head. Now's probably a mm-hmm. very good time to get out, and uh, you know. And, and, and once this corridor is opened, you know their intention is to go in and flatten the place. So mm. um, it it does give people an option which they did not have before. The only option they had before was death. So exactly, yeah. In a very very sad and difficult situation, this is a positive spin. Yeah, it it certainly is. And you know, people like us who live in, you know, Australia, what we call the lucky country. Yeah. You know, we we should really We have pray. no idea. We have no yeah, idea. We have no concept. Yeah. But we definitely need to be praying that mm-hmm. these people can get out and that they can, you know, they can survive, especially especially these kids. I just I feel so bad for these kids. And, you know, I was just thinking while you were talking like in a way the Bible is our humanitarian corridor. It's what the Lord has given us to navigate through the war zone, through the great controversy that's taking mm, place on our mm, planet right mm, now. Absolutely. And so if you find that you're in a war zone this morning, then spend some time reading the Bible because it definitely is a way of being able to navigate your way through that war zone. Now, on positive stories, you had a story about an I can't octopus. believe you want to talk about oh, this, Lyle. Like, well, you, you're saying, hey, I've got a story about an octopus. I'm like, what kind of... I was mentioning this of, octopus and passing. How random we, is that? <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Let's talk about the octopus. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so I'm I'm a bit squeamish about this kind of stuff. I do not like octopus or octopi or octopuses. We even call them. I don't like squid. I don't like squishy things like that. But I kid you not. So they've just uh, so scientists have just hatched the world's first baby Dumbo octopus. These things were like almost extinct. I thought, I thought baby Dumbo octopuses hatched on regular occasion. Well, I mean, like they have a they have footage of it. like it was almost extinct. The first, the first yeah, one in captivity. Yeah, or the in first captivity, one in and they're, they're building back its uh, its you know its numbers and. I've got to tell you guys, jump online right now. You will not be disappointed with Google images of baby Dumbo octopus. It is so cute. It's You've got to be joking me. Look, you are look. telling me that an octopus is cute. Okay. She's that showing me a picture on her laptop screen right now of a baby. Actually, actually, that is kind of cute and squishy. It's, it's kind of weird to describe, right? It has but ears like a, a, a small It looks like it's got eyes, but I'm not elephant. sure where those are eyes. Are those yeah, I think those are eyes. And then okay. it has like a head like an elephant. But then it's, it's where its trunk would be is actually like they're not tentacles like regular this tentacles they're like curls ones. they're like yeah, little curls okay. yeah and they curl up and oh man I gotta tell you I just want to pat that thing <laughs> and what a great creation story do you yeah. know what creation stories make me feel so good creation I, is an amazing thing and reproduction is just the most amazing oh, miracle miracle of creation you know the, the, just just the you know when, when people come to me they're like oh you know this just all evolved and I'm like how no. does reproduction in, evolve you explain know? to me baby Octopus. How many, how yeah, many I mean, million octopus. or billion life forms have to spontaneously come into existence before one evolves that can reproduce? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just. And do you know what? I didn't even know that Dumbo octopuses. Octop- I don't even know what the plural is. I didn't know these things existed Octopi, until this octopuses. morning. And so, can you imagine when we get to heaven? All the animals and all the creatures that we didn't even know. Well, the CSIRO, CSIRO in Western Australia just was investigating last week um, some 
new creatures, some new fish from 5,000 metres down, which wow. is a long way down. Well, these guys are three to 4,000 metres down. Yeah, there's a long way. Yeah. There's a long way it's under the ocean. A lot of stuff ocean. down there. Where you just How don't do you know have something it? squishy that's that far under the yeah. ocean without just being flattened? You'd think it'd be like the, the sheet of paper at that depth. <laughs> but anyway, they've obviously got it sorted out. They were created to be there at that depth, and uh, so they seem to thrive there, which is um, just fantastic. We live in a fantastic world, and I always love it when we discover new things that we've never seen before. Do you know mm. that there has been more than 400 people who have been to the top of Mount Everest? Really? And there has been 11 people that have been to the moon. Wow. And there's only been three people that have ever been to the deepest point on Earth. Oh, my word. Yeah. So the best place for exploration right now and discovering new it's stuff going down. is the bottom of the ocean. Because, I mean, there's not that much on the moon. Dust and crater, mm-hmm. craters. And, and everyone can it. see it. Like, yeah, yeah we can look up on those, I mean. Yeah, but no it. one can look down and see the bottom of the no, ocean. No, no, no. Only three people have ever been would to you, the bottom. Would you actually do it? If you had the opportunity oh, to Of course down. I would do it. Nah, I Absolutely I, I would do it. I would no be way. nervous as I would be sweating bullets, but nah, I, I would do totally do it. Would you go to the moon? I would go to the moon, but I'd be more nervous about the moon for some reason. Yeah, I'd be nervous both. But you, you, look, <coughs> if something goes wrong, you're just So long as I wasn't in charge, so long as I was a tourist and I could let the stress be with somebody else, I would totally do it. Okay, if the thing cracks open, you're either going to be stuck in like zero gravity with no oxygen or you're going to be crushed by water underneath. Like, they're both bad options. I wouldn't do either. I'm too scared. I like the ground, solid earth, <laughs> like that dirt stuff. Yeah, but you get to see amazing things that God has created that nobody else has ever seen before. They're just... True. You know, it... it, it uh, yeah, it would be so exciting. It would be so amazing. I guess if I had to choose, I'd go to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, really? Yeah, You'd I think so. You'd rather be crushed than I feel like drown. In uh, I know it sounds... Frozen. I know because you just told me the stats that it's like three people have been to the ocean, 11 people to the moon. So technically we are more experienced at doing the moon thing. But I just feel like it's more dangerous. Yeah, I, I, th- I think there's more that could go wrong, but, you know, I could be wrong on that. It's just, uh, anyway. What would you do? That's right. Give us a call. 1-800-324-843. We're going to listen to Anna Beden. I am convinced. And I am convinced that no from God's love and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love neither death nor life neither angels or demons neither our fears for today is about the future not even the power 
have been listening to Anna Beaton. I am convinced here on Faith FM. And Mon, why don't we hit that quiz question again? We haven't had anyone call in yet. I thought someone would have figured out who this person was who has two wives. Just a quick question before I do this. How yes. do our international listeners contact us if they know who it is? Facebook. Facebook. Of course okay, they Facebook. do. Facebook. All right. Yes. So the quiz, it's a who am I? The mm-hmm. first clue, which I'm going to repeat And of now. course, our international listeners will listen to us either on faithfm.com.au or by using the TuneIn app. And the TuneIn app is great. Is I downloaded fantastic. it yesterday. Totally free. So you should free. have done. Yeah, it's free. And then you just search Faith FM. And then you Faith can FM just, Australia. Faith FM Australia. My bad. That's right. And then you can just tune in and listen for free. It's great. It works yeah. so well. Just run it through your car. Run it through your stereo. Run mm-hmm. it through anywhere. It's Amazing. Stick it on your boombox, tell the whole neighbourhood. Okay, nah. so. <laughs> okay, so who am I? Yes. Two of my wives were Hittite women named Judith and Basimath. Mm-hmm. And the second clue I'm going to give you is, my wives and I were a source of grief to my parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's two, two clues for you now. Somebody should have the answer by now. Send us a message and there could be a prize coming your way. Okay, so on this day in the year 380, Mon. 300, <laughs> so far away, mate. I yeah, any I idea what happened th- then? Oh. There was an edict of Thessalonica. Do you know what it was about? Uh, was it that they weren't allowed to use iPhones in school anymore? No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> no tell me, what was okay, happening? Edi- Edict of Thessalonica um, was made by Theodosius I. Okay, cool dude. Emperor of the Roman Empire. Uh-huh. And it was making Trinitarian Christianity the state religion. Whoa. Now, you might have thought that Trinitarian Christianity had been the state religion previous to that. Yeah. Because Const- Constantine came to power in 313 mm-hmm. and brought in the, an edict which provided tolerance for Christianity and mm-hmm. then later before he died was actually baptised and became Christian himself, which effectively made Christianity the state religion. Mm-hmm. But he was baptised by an anti-Trinitarian priest. Wow. Yes, okay. Bishop. Whatever. Isn't that a bit bigoted to like whatever religion this dude is, everyone else has to be as well. Like that's the state religion. This is what I well, believe. Well, it was quite, it was very, very suit. political. You've got to understand it was very, very political. Okay. So you've got all kinds of different religions in the world back then. Mm-hmm. And religions were primarily national, but there was one religion that unlike the others was international. Okay. So, you know, for instance, if you were if you were Jewish, you worshipped Yahweh. If you were Egyptian, you worshipped Egyptian gods. If you were Greek, you worshipped Greek gods. If you were Roman, you worshipped Greek gods mm-hmm. um, because they... Just where <laughs> the street goes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and if you were Gaul or if you were, you know, Scandinavian, whatever, you worshipped um, Nordic gods and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there was one religion that was international, across all national boundaries, all language boundaries. It was a very new religion, that was Christianity. And by the time Constantine came to power, he recognised that there was one religion that was international. Mm-hmm. And not only was it international, but 10% of the empire had become Christian. Okay. Was massive, massive part of the empire. Do you think he had a true conversion, or he was just jumping on the bandwagon? No, no, he was very much jumping on the bandwagon. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's, there's, historically, there was very much the case. He was jumping on the bandwagon and following a um, a, a, trend. a political expediency. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because you can, if you're going to bring the whole world together from the standpoint of religion, this is the best way to do it. Okay, and you know, find the the one that is international. And so, yeah, so that was um, way back in 313. And then you had, after him, you had Constantine II, who was mm-hmm. his son, mm-hmm. and then Julian, who was a pagan. 
Um, and Constantine the second was anti-Trinitarian. And then Jovin, we don't really know much about him because he didn't last very long, uh, about eight months. Then Valens, who was anti-Trin, and then Theodosius the first, who was Trinitarian. So okay. this was a big discussion back in the day. Just let me hear you with one question. Just Not such a big case. discussion today. Mostly, Andrew position is mostly represented by the Jehovah's Witnesses today. Can you just, just give me like a... a f- 10-second explanation of what anti-Trinitarianism means. Oh, there's a... there's Okay, so Trinitarian means three in one. Okay. So one God, three persons, mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anti-Trinitarianism takes many, many different forms. Okay. And so your, your, your classic Jehovah's Witness perspective would be, and, and maybe there's a Jehovah's Witness listening who can correct me if I say this wrong, um, is that Jesus was begotten, brought forth from the Father sometime in the distant past. In other words, he was somebody who received life from the Father at some point. And that the Holy Spirit is the force rather than a person. The Holy Spirit is the, is the, is the force, the, 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 uh, 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 the power of God um, uh, you know, working in the world. And so rather than having three persons, I, I, I guess you've got two, but one of them um, did have a time when he did not exist. Okay, so I guess you could say that Trinitarianism is essentially the biblical format, so to speak. The Bible does not use the word Trinity. The Bible uses the word Godhead. Godhead three and one. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and the word Trinity is used in many different ways as well. But if you go to um, Colossians, mm-hmm. we just need to clear this up um, very quickly. Uh, there's a very simple verse right here. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. The Bible says this. In fact, we're going to read in, we're going to start in verse 15 because some people get confused over verse 15. So we'll include that one as well. It's talking about Jesus. And it says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Okay, so the Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn right there. So that's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Why? Well, if he's the firstborn, then he was the first person that was ever created, right? Okay. No. No. (laughs) Okay, let me ask you a question. No, I guess it doesn't say that. It doesn't say Jesus was the first person created. It says he's firstborn. But it doesn't mean that he was the first person created. Like, you have a okay, firstborn son, by that Mary. doesn't mean that he's the first person created. But Je- Jesus was born by Mary. Uh, were there people born before then? Yes. Okay, so how could he be the firstborn? If he is eternal. Uh-huh. Here's the answer. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Who's the first lady of the United States? I've um, <laughs> yes. I know. I can see her face trick, in my. This is how you trick millennials. <laughs> Millennia Trump. That's right. She's not the first lady a in the United States. She's the first in preeminence. She's the most important. And Jesus was the first in preeminence. The most important. But it goes on to say in verse seventeen, He is before all things. Now, the only way you can be before all things is if you are eternal, because you can't have the Father being before Jesus if Jesus is before all things. He must be equal with the Father in his existence. Therefore, we have the Godhead. Jesus is eternal. This is Carly Fletcher.
Listening to Carly Fletcher, teachers do number our days here on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88 right across Australia. And we have a special guest joining us in the studio this morning. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good morning. What's it, what's it like being up at this hour of the morning? You feeling bright and energetic for the day? Treacherous. Don't Treacherous. Even complain. We've been up so much longer. Oh. <laughs> 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 but I'm here. Hey, you've got, you've, got, you've got an accent that indicates to me that you are from not around here. Would I, I be correct in guessing that? I am from a small, tiny, tiny town called New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that. I've never heard of it. Never, it's significant. small. Most people have never heard of it before. I'm from New York City. Okay, well, welcome to Australia. Thank welcome you for having the, me. Thank you. Welcome to the it. lucky country. How long have you been here for now? I've been here for about a month. A month? Oh, a month. A month. Yes. You are fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat, and I don't want to go back home. Oh, I love well it done. Yes. Well done. You can yeah. stay forever yep. now. I, I know. That I was know. a test you, you passed. If you would have me, but my visa is going to send me back in less than 90 days, so I have to go. It just doesn't happen like that. And uh, okay, so New York City, you you, you lived your whole life there until now? Yeah, for the most part, um, till I went to, till I got to uh, undergrad, Mm -hmm. I stayed in New York City. And what part of New York City? A uh, place called Brooklyn, New York. Oh, yeah, we've yeah, always, see, see, we all know the suburbs of, of, I, of New York I because know. we get so much American TV. I, that's not I a know. suburb, that's a borough, right? Oh, oh. Now, have you ever been to New York City? Yes. Oh, goodness. Once. It is beautiful, isn't it? I drove in one side and out the other. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I didn't even stop. I in Brooklyn for a while, yeah. You did? I okay. Loved it. Okay, okay, got it, got yeah. it, got it. Good. Unfortunately, I didn't get time to spend time there, but... Uh, 
Yeah, so Australia then must be a little bit of a change for you having... Um well, the hardest part of being in Australia is driving on the opposite side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Every time yeah. like, I'm, in, I'm like in the car, I feel like I should be driving or I should be on the other side of the road. Have you had any near misses? Almost, uh-huh. almost. When I was uh, pulling out of the parking lot the other day, yeah. um, I literally almost turned into the wrong lane and then somebody like beeped the horn and, and I was like, you know what, it's time for me to get back on the right side yeah, you of the know, road. You, you know, you're just about to reach the danger zone the danger zone comes in at about the five week period really because for the first four weeks you're more tense but then you relax true and then your brain takes mm-hmm. your subconscious takes right. over and that's when you hit the danger zone but anyway okay so be aware of that okay so I what will. has brought you to australia well um i'm currently um at andrews university which mm-hmm. is a theological seminary back in the states in michigan in michigan yes. in michigan yeah very cold there right now uh, so i'm happy yeah, to be down yeah, here yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah, sun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway um there's an uh part of my program which is called an internship we have to leave so what are you studying at andrews i'm studying um theology Yep. Uh, I'm getting my Masters of Divinity. Yep. So I'm getting my Masters of Okay, so we had, we had your friend Kojo on here the other yes, day. Yes, you yes. guys are both doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So anyway, we have an internship that uh-huh. we have to do where we have to go out of Andrews and do some type of practical ministry Yes. to gain practical experience for ministry. Yes. And so I said, well, why not Australia? Yeah, why not? And, and the reason why I wanted to go to Australia was Australia was a different culture uh-huh. than back home. Yes. And I wanted to learn how to minister to people from all walks of life. Life, yep. from different cultures, from different backgrounds. And I wanted to also learn what it was to um, deal with a society that is considered secular. Okay, yeah, so let me just ask this question. Go ahead. Um, we are a secular society here in Australia, sadly. Mm-hmm. Would that mirror what you are facing in New York? Because, I mean, you've got Bible Belt areas in the United States, but you've also got places like, uh, what, what have you got happening? In, what's New York? What's well, the culture there? Well, New York is a, is a I would like to say, a, cult, a cultural um, diffusion, if that's a word, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of people come from all walks of life. It's a all, melting pot. Melting pot. There we go. For different cultures, people come from all over the world to live in New York City. Mm-hmm. But what's going on right now is the older generation, they were more God conscious, mm-hmm. but the younger generation does, you know, kind of doesn't want anything to do with God. And so what I see in New York City is that over the next 10 to 20 years, New York is going to be, is going to become much like Australia mm-hmm. in terms of secularization, in terms of not knowing who God is, only because it's, that's just not the interest in the big cities right mm-hmm. now. And so you're so, preparing yourself for your next 20 years of ministry yes. in New York, places like New York. Right. Yep. To be able to minister to people who 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 don't know Genesis to Revelation or who don't know who Noah was or sure. to learn how to you know minister to somebody who doesn't know who Daniel was, though that is my passion. Mm-hmm. And well, I we wanna, know who Daniel is. Yeah, well, I'm Dan- right. Daniel's sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, thank God. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I want to learn how to minister to those people who don't have a frame reference to what the Bible and the stories inside of it means. Sure. Now tell me a bit about your story growing up. You're growing up in New York City. Yeah. Um, do you come from a Christian home? Y- yes. I was born and raised seven days. I was born and raised in church. Let yeah, me say yeah. that. I was born and raised in church and um, from the time I was little till now, I never left the church. Right. I stayed in the church. Now did I, you know, acquire some disappointments, some setbacks? Yes. But not only did I just stay in the church, when I graduated high school, I went to a a Christian um, university to further my education in theology mm-hmm. because I always I always knew that I 
wanted to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know I was going to be a pastor so early in life. Okay. I would say maybe like 35, 40, I can, you know, maybe start being a pastor, but yeah. God had other, had other plans. So how, how, how old? Are we allowed to ha- ask how, how young you have started this journey then? Yes. Uh, so I started... Um, I started because I started when I was 21. Okay. So what happened when I graduated high school, I took about two years to, um, off mm-hmm. to kind of work and I yep. worked for a big bank in the, in the States mm-hmm. for a little bit and I learned the, you know, the financial, I, I thought that I wanted to go into the financial, um, sector of the world. Sure. Uh, and, um, while, while being there, God said, no, 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 no. I want you to go into ministry a lot early than you anticipated. And so that's why at 21, I packed my bags, left, and went went off to school mm. to become a minister. Probably a good thing. Um, I think it's it's good for anyone who's in ministry to have had some real world, what I call real world experience. Right, right, um, right. And, uh, and and by doing that for a couple of years, you, ha- you take a gap year, do a couple of years out there. Yeah. And, and, and I was ready for the world when I graduated college because I had two years to get yeah. acclimated with the world and paying paying bills and having responsibility and knowing how to control myself. I was I was ready for the world, mm-hmm. and I thank God that I took mm-hmm. that route. Now, um, you said you always wanted to be a pastor, right? Define for me always. Always, I would say from the time I was nine years old. Oh, nine years yeah, old, nine. really? Yeah, nine. That's amazing. I, yeah, yeah, nine. I just kind of knew that church was my thing. Yeah, it's just that church wasn't popular when I was growing up. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't something that you, you know, being a pastor was not something that you aspired to be as a young person. You know, you aspired to be a firefighter, you aspired to be a police officer, a businessman, but not being a pastor. And so I think that one of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome was the negative perception of what it means to be a clergy today. Sure, sure. And I had to be able to build my own sense of confidence in Christ mm-hmm. to know that whether the world understands my decision or not, I'm going to follow God. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Um, so from that point of, you know, you're nine years old, you've received a call from mm-hmm. God to ministry. Mm-hmm. Were, were there, you know, you spent that, you, that, that couple of years um, working in the financial sector, but you you were saying that, you know, you just wanted to do ministry, but later in life, was there anywhere in that journey where you were like, you know, I'm not going to actually do ministry at all. Maybe, you know, that was just a childhood thing. Was there any point where you just sort of walked away from the calling? Uh I, I wouldn't say that I, okay, so there were many times in my head that I gave up, <laughs> in my head, sure, I said, sure. I'm not doing this no more, yeah. but I never like, you know, didn't like left school and did something else. I just, by the time I got that thought, God would like send a verse into my mind or send someone to encourage me to keep on going yeah. because the ministry is not easy. Sure. It's a one of the greatest sacrifices any man will ever put on his life and yeah. his family and, and everything about him. And so I, I think that what encouraged me to stay was just having the right type of people around me, being in the right environment, mm-hmm. uh, being able to, when I got tired, when I got weak, I can go to you know good friends and have an honest conversation with them and they would pray with me and mm-hmm. keep me going. So it's a daily struggle Mm-hmm. To wanting mm-hmm. to continue, continue, and continue because it has its ups and downs. But every day, God confirms little by little that this is the place I was meant to be. Yeah, fantastic. Now, um, in this journey of ministry, you're obviously doing your master's now. You were yeah. BA before that. Have you spent some time um, in practical ministry in the um, in, yes. in, in that whole journey? Yeah. Every summer, um, 
while I was getting my undergrad, mm-hmm. um, my undergraduate degree, every summer I would go out and do some t- form of evangelism somewhere in the States. Oh, okay. So, like, for example, the first year I went to a place called Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. and I, I did a, we did, like, a, a whole summer revival and baptized, like, 17 people. And then the second year I went to a place called Virginia Beach, which is on the East Coast. And I, you know, we, we, by God's grace, baptized about, I would say, 54 people. Mm-hmm. And so every year I've been able to go and do more and more evangelism, and I love it. And, and when it. you talk about evangelism, you're talking about like public evangelism, you do public yeah. meetings. Public meetings yeah. where, you know, you invite someone to a, a public space. Fantastic. And you minister the gospel. See, Daniel's a man after my own heart here, Mon. He's a public <laughs> evangelist. Yeah, I love to hear it. And so if you ever want to, if you ever want to, uh, yeah. Um, oh, hey, look, we've got a call, we've got a uh, answer coming through via. Email from Tashana. This is to our quiz question. Sorry for butting in here. Um, that says that Esau is the answer. Mon, would that be correct? Would Tashana? Tashana is absolutely correct. It is most certainly Esau who was married to Judith and Basimath and was a grief to his parents with his wives. Mm-hmm. Nice there work, you go. Tashana. Yeah, Where's well Tashana done. And uh, we also have Sheldine. Um, I don't actually, it hasn't, it has't come through where, they're, uh, where, where the answers have come through from at this particular point. But uh, Oh, actually, no, I just got just a message. They are from Birmingham, England. Well, we were just about talking about Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> and now we're talking about Birmingham, England. England. So oh, wow. good to hear that our online listeners are over there listening. And in, we're going to send and, you your uh, prize all the way to England, aren't we, uh, Of course ha- we Maybe will. I could handle this, you know, <laughs> on the company. Yeah, 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 maybe not. Um, but it's good to know that people are using the TuneIn app and faithfm.com.au to listen to us all around the world. So, yeah, that, Daniel, you thought you were just talking on the little radio station I here know. to Newcastle. It's going, it's going worldwide now. Oh, amen. <laughs> yeah, amen. praise God. Okay, so you're telling us some of the different places where you've done um, public evangelism. Um, all over, all yep. over. I, I think this is, this is my first international evangelistic opportunity. Uh-huh. But um, I've been able to do it all over the states, all over the states. And while you're here for three months, what are you doing for you know evangelism during this? Well, time actually, here? right now we're currently engaged in an evangelistic crusade here at Walls End. Okay, and where Peter Watts, which is our minister, is talking about um, um, his his you know his journey with being an atheist yes. to becoming a Christian. No, he's from England as well. Yes, he. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And so I'm helping out with that and. American Australian flavor we've got happening here this morning. That's, uh, we have everything that you need. It's everything you need in one place. Okay, so just tell me about very quickly the uh, the program that Peter Watts is doing. He's sharing his journey of coming from being an atheist, right? And you're working with that program here, right here in Walls End. That's 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 Newcastle. That's where we're, uh-huh. uh, and, and and hence you're here on the radio, right? Um, in the studio, which is fantastic. It's amazing. Um, how do we find out? How, how would how would we get to hear um, Peter's presentations? Well, you have to come. You have to come to Walls End um, SDA. I believe it's on Lake Road. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the exact address, but we Macquarie um, College. No, yeah, right, Macquarie College. And we have a program every Friday night and Saturday night on uh, for the for the month of March. Yes. Yeah, so if you drive into Macquarie College, you will find it. There will be signs there. I'm assuming that will yeah. point you in the right direction. Yeah. Okay. On Lake Road in Walls End. So there you go. I believe it's seven. I believe it's seven p.m. And uh, yeah, is a time. If um, if you find uh, if you head to those meetings and you find a tall um, African American man with a mm-hmm. sporting a bit of a beard, then go and introduce <laughs> yourself. That would be Daniel himself. Yes, it's yeah, me. Come on fantastic. by, say hello. Yeah. Now, as a part of this program, um, 
if Peter's doing the speaking, you're following up with um, the, yes, answering the, questions. The answering kind of questions, meeting people, talking to them. If they have any additional questions about God or anything yeah. that was spoken, that's my job. I and if somebody by. wanted to go deeper, would they have the opportunity to? Yes. Um, you could I maybe go, stop by their home yeah, or something. Stop by their home, do whatever, they, whatever I need to do to make sure that I answer their question yep. and that they are satisfied. And uh, do you have, um, obviously, Macquarie College, do you have any students that are coming along to the program? Is there a connection with the school there or is it mostly it's, they're, they're people from the community? Mostly people from the community. Um, a few students and their family members will stop by, but this is really a community-wide effort. Mm, we want mm, to teach mm. the community more about who Jesus Christ is um, and answer any questions that they might you know, have previously about um, things that might confuse them about the Bible and things of that nature. Okay, so here's a great opportunity for you. Any question that you've got about the Bible or God or anything like that that you might be just a little bit too shy. You know, Mon, well, I found some people are shy about calling in here. Do you know what? I've had some questions come through already for Daniel, but I'm not sure that they're quite um, on topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we've only got a, a few seconds left, so maybe we will uh, ask those questions uh, when we go to our next break. But... Um, if you've got questions that are, you know, some Bible-based questions or or you'd like answers for and you really just don't understand, then head along to those meetings, particularly if you're in the Newcastle area. And uh, I'm sure that Daniel would love to answer your questions. And if you're not in the Newcastle area, give us a call here on Faith FM, uh, 1-800-324-843. We're going to
I've just found a great op shop in Albury. Really? Where is it? It's the Adra Op Shop at 805 David Street. They have all these cool clothes for the whole family and great stuff for the house as well. And the people there are so friendly. They love a chat. <laughs> Sounds good. It gets better. If you mention you heard this ad on Faith FM, you can fill a bag of clothes for just $5. Well, I'm in. When is it open? They're open every Wednesday and Thursday from 9 to 3. Looks like we'll have to make a date. Remember, it's the Adra Op Shop at 805 David Street. I'll see you there next week. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.